Hey guys, Taylor here. Uh, this is a brand spanking new episode. Uh, Steve and I recorded it right before this season started so we could test out the new computers and stuff and we were going to say, oh hey, this is one we can bank later when we don't feel like putting out an episode, but now we're all trapped in quarantine and, and, and so you guys get to enjoy it early. Uh, real cool episode, great stuff. Hope everyone's being safe, uh, everyone's staying healthy. Everyone's enjoying their socialism checks. All right. Uh, enjoy this one, and uh, you stay frosty. The top five. Top, top five records to play on a Monday morning and all that. Top five funniest shows I've ever seen. Can I tell you what my top five food is? Yeah. Top five. Top, top, top five. five hydrocarbons. <laughs> Here are my top five. Chris Rock. Damn. Chris Rock. Get a movie called Top Five. Have you thought about a top five of the year of movies that you've seen? Yeah, top five. Classic. <laughs> Welcome back to Top Five Season Four. Going steady still. Oh, man, you guys. This is the podcast where uh, every week my special guest comes in, picks a subject, then picks the top five in that subject with me, whether I know anything about it or not. You could pick anything. You could pick top five cats. You could pick top five cats. Or you could pick top five cats. You guys, it's a weird recording. If you want to timestamp this, it's late in the evening. And you know what happens when it's late in the evening. Certain people come out, <laughs> and that person is the Podfather himself, Steve Roselli. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Hi, Steve. Hi, Taylor. Welcome to Top Five. Oh, it's great to be back. I don't know if I explained the rules correctly, but you pick a subject, and then we both pick our top five. So top five. five cats, then, apparently. Yeah, just cats. That's all we do now is cats. We're a cat show. Oh, God. Oh, Number man. one is Princess Caroline. Number two is also Princess Caroline. I, I would have to pick my own cat five times. It would be awkward. I'd run out of things to say about her. She's not that interesting. No, no, she's not. No, mm. no. Steve, how have you been? I've been good, man. This is your first time on this season. That feels good. I know. I haven't seen you since, well, Pop 5. Yeah. All yeah. Right. That's I, I, I see That's when our alter week. egos come out. Alter Steve egos. Steve and Uptown Taylor. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> like there's people who listen to just this show and not the other one. Yeah. Mm. There's people who listen to only the episodes they're on. And we call those people narcissists. Uh, Don't look at me like that, Steve. <laughs> I don't look at you the way I want to. Ooh. Erotic. It's, it's after dark. Steve. Taylor. Do you want my... Uh, top, I don't want to delay. Do you want my top five subject that Like, I I'm actually very excited to get into this. You ready? What is your top five subject top this week? Top five Bob's Burgers episodes. Bob's Burgers. Going to put that music in right here. Oh, yeah. So, Steve, what is it that draws you to our good pal Bob and his burgers? And his crazy family of Linda, Louise, Tina, and Gene. And Gene. I just love the dynamic of the show. Yeah. It's one of the, in my opinion, best animated shows in the last 15 years. I think I could probably agree with that. It's definitely up there. It's up there. I think... um you know what? Why don't you explain what Bob's Burgers is to anyone who's been living under a rock? I can't believe 
you people haven't watched Bob's you Burger. You people. You disgust me. I hate you all. That's Rate Bob's Burger. It's <laughs> a Bob's Burger reference right there. Yes, it is. Steve. What was your question again? What's Bob's Burgers? <laughs> okay. So Bob owns his own bur- burger shop. Uh-huh. And he lives above it in his own apartment building. Uh-huh. His arch nemesis, Jimmy Pesto, is right across the street. What's who, What does Jimmy Pesto do? Italian food. Okay. He, he's It's another restaurant. It's another restaurant, yeah. Okay. You got Mort the Mortician next door. Uh-huh. Yep. Funeral home. Yep. And then the building next to it always changes in the credits. It does. It's one of those rotating credits gags. Yeah, like it's a, pretty like awesome. And then, then you got um his number one customer, Teddy, who shows up. Love no, Teddy. No matter what. Teddy's there every day. He's there every day. Teddy will eat anything. <laughs> I just saw an episode where Bob's, you know, doing research yeah. and Bob fed Teddy a sponge just to see if he'd eat it, and he did. And he's like, don't feed a man a sponge, Bob. Don't feed a man a sponge. Don't feed a man Teddy. You put it in your mouth. Don't feed a man a sponge. Oh, my God. This is so good. And, like, like Jimmy Pesto's kids hang out with Bob's kids, and they're just all fine and dandy. And It's it's like a fun, the, the, weird little seaside town. The supporting characters are probably some of the best I think ever. they really have the strongest supporting characters. And I'd put that against, you know, The Simpsons, where it's like, Oh, it's a poo and snake and, you know, Chief Wiggum and all that. But I don't think any of them stand up to, you know, Mort and uh, Mr. Fishoder. Oh, Mr. Fishoder's brother. Mr. Fishoder's brother. And Zeke and um, Jocelyn. Oh, and yeah, the twins. Tammy, uh, Andy and Ollie. Andy and Ollie. I heard they were done by Sarah Silverman. I don't and know. her sister. Oh. And Aziz does a character. Yeah, Aziz is one of the kids. I can't remember the, I can't remember the kid's name. Kumail Nanjiani's in it. Oh, he plays the famous... um. He's like a chef or something. Yeah, burger chef. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I had to think. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's in it, an all star voice acting cast. Mm-hmm. Like every episode has someone you didn't quite expect. Even everyone's favorite Hollywood dog appears in there. Mister Peanut Butter. Yeah, Mister Peanut Butter's in there. I just watched an episode with Mister Peanut Butter, and but I'm sure we'll talk about things like that. Steve, Steve, without delaying, Steve, because I'm gonna keep talking about episodes of Bob's Burgers, and they might be on your list. And it might be on my list. Oh, shit. Steve, what's your number five episode number of Bob's Number five, Gale making bobsled. Okay, okay. Remind me what okay. happened in this episode. So this is in season six, episode four. It's okay. a Thanksgiving episode, which are by far some of the best episodes. Bob has a weird schedule that they come out on. Yeah. And they'll be like, Halloween episode, Thanksgiving episode, Christmas episode. Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. They're like coming out on holidays. Yeah. Then they'll do two weeks in a row, and then they disappear. I don't know if it's football season. Uh, yeah, nights. football season um, takes into effect there. But like his love for Thanksgiving oh, is just ridiculous. He'll talk to the turkey. He's like, "How you doing there, Mister Turkey?" He's like, "Well, I'm doing okay there, Bob. I'm ready to be cooked, and so your family can eat me." Oh. Bob talks to the food in ways oh, that I'm not always God. comfortable. Dude, he'll, with. he'll be flipping burgers, and he's like. Oh, you didn't flip me too good, Bobby. You should flip me again. He's like, okay, Burger, I'll flip you again. All right, Burger, good. He's talking to the plants he's growing in the garden. Oh, like, my we God. We want to get big and strong for you, Bob. Oh, I know you will, old buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. I love the voices he does for all the food. It's it's weird because Bob is an adult character, and like he will do adult things like, no, kids, you can't do anything cool. I'm lame. He'll go to- but then he'll be like, oh, I want you to eat me, Bob. He'll go to something called cake and play patty cake with grown men. <laughs> so dirty it is so dirty so dirty so anyway back back to a uh, gail making a bobsled so in the episode like i said it's thanksgiving mm-hmm. and there's a snowstorm in 
the town. I can't. What's the town's? Wa- no, Wagstaff. No, Wagstaff's their high school. The high school. The what? Wharf. Wonder. No, that's Wonder not, Wharf is the, the local amusement yeah. park. I don't know what the name of their town is. I don't recall. All right, but you know, it's snowing in their town, and um, Linda's like, I'm gonna go pick up Gail, who is her sister. And Bob's like, you can't go pick up Gail. You remember the last time what happens when you took the car out? And then flashback to last season. They show Linda driving the car while they're being chased by a semi-truck during Christmas. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, and she's like spinning out of control. She's like, all right, fine. Bob's like, I'll go get Gail and bring her here. So he goes and goes to Gail's house. And she fell in the bath bathroom. Right. She, she's got a towel over her. And Bob's like, mm, oh, God. She's like, Bob, you got to help me. You got to pick me up. And Bob's like, okay. And the towel comes undone. She's like, oh, God. And Gail's like, Bob, it's just my boobs. It's okay. If something happens, it was meant to happen. And Bob, (laughs) Bob, Gail, Bob's sister-in-law is like a shut-in cat lady, but she's younger than Linda. So it's it's and she's voiced by uh, Megan Mullally, who is married to the guy who plays Ron Swanson, Nick Offerman. Yeah, I just looked it up, Steve. I'm sorry, there is no name for the town, and that's why we can't. Oh, okay. Remember it? I okay. But it is uh, from from what I understand, it's a like a Coney Island almost yeah, yeah. town. It's like a New Jersey. Or Massachusetts. It's like Atlantic City type thing. Right. It's like a coastal seasonal town. I say East Coast. East, definitely East Coast. Because they get a lot of snow. Yeah, definitely East Coast. But anyway, also Gail's ankle has been sprained because she also fell. Of course. And she's upset because Mr. Fran broke up with her. Uh, Mr. Fran, the school guidance counselor. He's very strange. yeah. I don't know how to describe that man. And also. Like mildly effeminate, but also very excitable. A little trivia here. Oh, hit me. This episode where she says that Mr. Fran broke up, mm-hmm. you don't find out that she's dating Mr. Fran until like two episodes later because they screwed up the scheduling. Oh, interesting. So, hmm. Interesting. That happens. Yeah, it happens. Right, right, because they probably should have aired those episodes before, but you got to hit the Thanksgiving episode yeah. around Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, gotcha. anyway, and she's Bob's helping Gail get dressed and everything, and she's got the crutches on. She puts her shirt over. The crutches are underneath her shirt. It's all it's all a mess. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, we can't leave yet. We got to bring Mr. Business with us, who is her cat. <laughs> Because he's got low blood sugar. Is he and like she, a super fat yeah, cat? Yeah. He's got like a, a tooth that like, like, yeah, like hangs out like. Yeah, like a like a single rip fang. Yeah. And um, Bob's got to get the cat down from the bookshelf. And Gail's like, you got to call him by his name. Mr. Business, come here. But you got to scat though. You go, skippity bop bop, skippity bop, skippity bop. Steve, there's no scatting rule in here. It's right written on the wall. I don't. I don't understand no, no, why it's fine. Sword. I'm going to scat if I want. There's no scatting. So <laughs> they put the cat in a box. You warned me you were going to scat. Yeah. And I still didn't. <laughs> I still wasn't ready. I know you weren't ready. And um, so anyway, the episode goes on and Bob's car gets plowed in. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it's, it's now it's, I'm starting to think it's, it's like New a blizzard. York. It's a blizzard now. Yeah. So he blows up this cat swimming pool. <laughs> Ties a hose to his waist, ties it to the pool, and has to drag Gail, Mr. Business, and the salad that she made back to his house. It's it's Bob is just on oh. like this 
Oedipal journey, like trying to get Gale back to the restaurant. And he has to get back so he can make the turkey, yeah. right? So come to find out he went the wrong way down the street because he couldn't see. Mm-hmm. So he calls Linda. He's like, Linda, you're going to you're gonna have to start basting the turkey. Right. She's like, wait, what? I have to do what to the turkey? And he's like, you got to talk to the turkey and everything. Bob's very specific about his turkeys. He gets real weird about it. So later on, he calls them back and says, you're going to have to start cooking the turkey. And Linda's like, I just got used to basting a turkey. She's like, I'll get the kids to help me. He's like, no, no, no. He hangs up on yeah, on Bob. And then the kids start you know, helping out. So Louise and Gina are on sides. Mm-hmm. And Tina's on Team Turkey, and they're trying to like making a competition out of it, and they screw up the turkey so bad. So you know how like you check the temperature, yeah. So like one's like one twenty five on one side, and something else is like another thing. Something was four hundred degrees, like on top. She's yeah. like, this kind of makes no sense. And she's freaking out. Why Jean and Louise are making like candy, jelly bean, green bean casserole. Oh, I remember that. Oh, my God. It looked disgusting. Ugh. There's some food stuff. And, I mean, there's a cookbook for Bob's yeah, Burgers. But, but those for Burgers of the Day. It's mostly for Burgers of the Day. But I'm always like, maybe they should put, like, one of the gross things uh, where they're, like, scraping up things off the grill and making Tina drink it. Um, So, um, oh, Mr. Business runs away, too. Mm-hmm. And then climbs up a tree and Bob's got to do some more scatting again. I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna do any scatting. I'm watching you, Steve. No. Anyway. And then, you know, everything comes to an end. They all get back to the the apartment. Mr. Fran calls Gail because all he did was go to his aunt's for Thanksgiving and she thought he broke up with her. Ridiculous. So Well, Gail's a crazy person. She uh, is. She's remember a that time crazy. she painted all those cat buttholes? Oh yeah. It's not on your list, is it? No, it's not on my list. Okay. I forgot about that one. That was a good one. That was a good one. Uh, yeah, it's it's fun to see the family dynamics. When, yeah. When it's like when all the internal weirdness of, you know, the kids being, you know, three fucking weirdos, uh, along with Linda and Bob also being weirdos, and then they're suddenly acted upon by other weirdos to the point where the family seems normal. Like, if Mr. Fish Odor shows up and he's like, you know, I'm raising your rent unless you, you know, let me. Oh. That's not on my list. No, but it's on mine. I'm going to shut up. Oh, is it the, oh, I know what episode you're talking about. I don't know if it is or not. It might be. I don't remember. Well, okay, but did you ever notice, though, in the show how close Louise is to Gene, though? Yeah, they they are. There's like a like a really good bond there. There is, and I know Steve, you're an only child. Yeah, and I am vastly different from my siblings in age, but I think my brother and sister are were a lot like that because they were very close in age mm-hmm. and they lived together and they're buddies. So I don't know. I I don't know. Is that just that maybe siblings are like that sometimes? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Well, Why? Well, it depends if there's more than two. That's I think true. I think if it was just you and say your sister. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be... Yeah, I think it would be different. And also, I mean, Tina's... Uh, she's an eighth grader. In the eighth grade. Yeah. So she's more obsessed with boys and butts. Well, she is obsessed with... <laughs> um, touching butts. Oh, and what's her thing? Um, Erotic friendship? Erot- wait, no, erotic, erotic... Wait, no. Friend, it's friendship fan fiction. I think it's erotic friendship, friendship fan friendship, fiction. Yeah, friendship, yeah. 
where she writes that in like ponies. Oh, she loves her ponies. Ponies and unicorns. And All right, brownies. Taylor. That was my first one. What's your uh, number? Number uh, five. Number five. My number five is uh, from season five, episode twenty, Hawk and Chick. Oh, that's a good one. So I really appreciate the time Bob spends with each individual kid Mm -hmm. because it seems like they each have a thing they do together yeah so this one's kind of about his thing with tino which is they watch these old no wrong louise fuck i knew i was gonna do it a few times and i'm sorry it's okay louise she has bunny ears bunny ears she's played by Kristen shaw um so his thing with louise um where they watch old samurai movies and there are these samurai movies, which are like a playoff. It's like Kung Fu. It's Kung Fu. Yeah, it's like Kung Fu. It's a playoff of um, a Lone Wolf and Cub. But that wasn't a TV show, I don't think. No. They might have made They probably they made might have, yeah. But it, where it's, so it's these traveling father-daughter samurais who are barbers, but they keep running into giant monster kaiju that they have to fight. But the daughter is like five or six. Yeah. But still has like samurai swords. So Bob and Louise bond over this. And then one day they see an old Asian man in the in the market. And they're pretty sure it's like the guy it's from Hawk. the movies. They it's think Hawk. it's Hawk. Yeah. And they just start following him. And like it, it's just Bob trying to be rational but not being rational. He's like, Louise, we can't just keep following this man. Oh, no, he's getting on a bus. Louise, we're definitely not getting on a bus. Then they're just on a bus. They're on the bus, like watching him. He's getting off. We're not getting off. We're not get. We're not getting in that hotel. They follow him all the way back until he he, you know, he snaps at them. He He's snaps like, at them. What are you doing? Yeah. And eventually he ends up eating at Bob's Burgers. And he find and they ask questions and they play part of a movie for him. And he's real sad. They're like, what's wrong, Hawk? And it's because he remembers his daughter and how he hasn't seen her in years. And that's the reason he's. Oh yeah, because um, did you mention that they're father and daughter in real life oh they're father yeah. and daughter in real life so it's a real life father daughter team playing a father daughter team in a cartoon no in a movie mm-hmm. which is in a cartoon mm-hmm. that i was watching exactly yeah 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 uh so so <laughs> we got, we're going deeper into this inception oh, we're deep, pit we're deep diving here. we're going into bobception oh shit so bob and louise try to get the daughter back together with the father by inviting her to a film festival of their movies, but they only, but they were, Bob's like, oh yeah, I'll just put in, you know, the tapes I taped off a TV and then fast forward through the commercials at the movie theater. And and I'm like, no, you you can't do that. No, you gotta get, they actually get like a reel. They get a reel, but it's in Japanese. So they have to, so Bob and Linda and the kids all record a dubbing of it the night before. (laughs) <laughs> and try to play it on a tape recorder, which dies of batteries because Gene was up all night going, fast forward, rewind, fast forward, rewind. Gene's the best. And it ends up being this very like beautiful moment yeah. of the whole family live dubbing this until, you know. Hawk and Chick reconcile. They reconcile. And it's actually like kind of a beautiful moment. It does bring tears to your eyes. You get it, a little teary up. I, I, was a li- I was like, that? That was very affecting. At the very end, after they go through this whole thing and they do this midnight screening, and Bob goes, Should kids have school tomorrow? Kids are like, Yeah. And he goes, It's like four in the morning. And they're like, Doesn't he question, yeah. like, Linda, are, are we bad parents? Are we bad parents? Yeah, they definitely are. Yeah. They are and they aren't. There's a question I, I actually tweeted at H. John Benjamin, 
who plays Bob. I want to know what the hours at Bob's Burgers are. Like, I think I know why they never make any money, because they're not open for breakfast. No. Family eats breakfast together. They're open for lunch, and then the family eats dinner together, not in the restaurant. So I think they're only open for, like, four hours a day. And I'm guessing that might be one of the issues might be. they have. I, I just picture they eat dinner super late, like at 8 o'clock. Maybe that's it. They rarely have burgers. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. But, yeah, it's just weird. And sometimes Bob sells beer, and sometimes they don't. And sometimes oh, they have yeah. an ice cream machine, and sometimes they don't. Well, no, they still have the ice cream machine because if you look after the um, – I don't know if this is on your list. Uh, it is not. With the one with our Jaws episode? Yeah. It's back on the countertop. You oh. see, you see like the teeth marks. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. No, but wasn't there something with the theater that they couldn't show it? The boss, like the theater owner, said they couldn't show it. But one of the kids that worked there he was a big fan of Hawk and Chick. Yeah, let them in, but they had to like do it sneaky. Yeah. So like, there's a line of people outside, and Bob's like. Look natural. Just pretend you're not in a line. Pretend you're normal people. Like four people start tying their shoes. Like too many shoe tires. You get in that cab. You uh, pretend to hail a cab. And the guy actually hails a cab. He goes, what do I do? He goes, commit, commit. He gets in the cab and he drives off. <laughs> Such a good episode. Oh, my God. It's it's so silly and it's so heartwarming. And what's fun is then Hawk and Chick, um, I don't remember their actual names, uh, uh, become regular characters. And they show up every once in a while. They do. They do show up once in a while. Um, there's like a... Is this on your list? No. There's like a sequel to it. Like yeah. in the like the mo- most recent season, mm-hmm. there's like an unedited version of the one movie that they do, mm-hmm. and Hawk takes it. Yeah. Because some guy who was in there was a, like a much better actor. Yeah, and he edited him he out. He edited him out. Yeah, that's right. And you see that the um, that him and his daughter are good, and the daughter has like a, like a little child now. Yeah. Which is nice. It is nice. It's nice to have that closure. Yeah. I appreciate that from a cartoon. Because, I mean, as good as, you know, The Simpsons or Futurama is, rarely will they continue a saga seasons later. Yeah. You know. Which The Simpsons should end, but that's for a different show. That's probably time. Yeah. It's probably time. You know what? Bring back Futurama. Again? I love Futurama. Bring it back, like, a lot. Bring it back a lot of times. Yeah. It's been brought back twice. I know. All right. I'm just not a big fan. I understand. Steve, when you're done. You're number four? You're like having a brain fart here. Yeah, what are we on four? Yeah, we're on four. All right. You're such a great host. God, I'm so good at this. Okay. Steve, tell me. No, Steve, tell me your number four episode of Bob's Burgers. The Taking of Fun Time, a one, two, three. The fuck? Is that? Season 9, episode 2. Okay. So, the kids, mm-hmm. Louise, Jean, and Tina, are trying to get enough tickets for a doom buggy at the Fun Time Center. Okay, completely noble Not, quest. Noble, yeah. Noble quest. You need about 100,000 tickets. Oh, shit. So, they devise up a plan after talking to Mr. Fishoder, because she's really good, uh, Louise is really good at skee-ball. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you got to aim for, like, the, the mountain goat or something. Yeah. And she does and gets into, like, the 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 special ticket one where you get, like, a shit ton of tickets. I can't think of the, the slot. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. The, the jackpot So slot. they recruit 
um, Jimmy Jr., Zeke, Ollie and Andy, and Aziz's character, which I can't remember. I can't remember. He's like a nerd. He is like a nerd. I can't. I wish I knew. Call him, let's call him Cliff. Let's call him Cliff. Oh. And um, so Mr. Fisher tells a story about how, like, you're never going to win this doom buggy unless you come up with, like, a a plan here. Because there's, like, this woolly mammoth. Um, Daryl. 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 Okay. Came to me. Uh, woolly mammoth that no one's ever won at Wonder Wharf. Yeah. You got to throw a ball into this golden, like, bottle and you win it. No one's ever been able to do it. So, anyway, each kid is assigned to a different, like, arcade game. Mm-hmm. Like, um... Daryl's assigned to the um, the game where the lights you the light spins oh, the around. The light goes around. You, you gotta get, stop you it. You gotta stop it. Yeah, yeah. And you win tickets. Andy and Ollie are doing like a, a water balloon squirt gun, blow it up type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Junior's doing like a dancing thing, of course. Zeke's doing like a whack a mole. Sure. Tina's got like the worst one. And um, they have to find a place to hide all these tickets because it'd be super suspicious if they win all these tickets for this dune buggy. Right. So Louise goes and scouts this out and gets caught. Of course. And back at this like warehouse where they're devising, this whole thing is like an Ocean's Eleven movie. That's, That's what I was thinking. I'm like, it. this is like a heist. It's a heist, and I love it. And it's like a heist by very strange children. <laughs> to win a dune buggy. I mean. So Louise is out, right? But come to find out, Mr. Fish Odor also owns part of Fun Time whatever the fun time center yes and he doesn't want them to win this dune buggy so the kids make up their own plan to win the woolly mammoth at the wharf right and he's like how did you do it and louise is like it's just all timing because like she throws the ball into the thing and then as the roller coaster is going past it Mm -hmm. the ball goes in and the the Carney guy yeah. is just shocked that someone finally won it. Um, also, the uh, the B storyline mm-hmm. is Bob and Linda get like a chicken from Teddy, so they can have fresh eggs, like a <laughs> at like the walking around. Okay. Oh my god! And that's just like a shit show. It's weird when Teddy provides very strange services. Like usually he's the handyman, yeah, but occasionally you're like, he's just like. You need a chicken, Bob? I can get you a chicken. Get you a chicken right now. You're like, what? What? But Teddy, why? And like, How? It, it produces one egg. Just the one? And they're like, what do we do with this chicken? I guess we could just give it back to Teddy. <laughs> but like, oh, dude, like, I, I'm probably not doing this episode justice because you have to like actually watch it, but it's just so ridiculous. The it's amount- a cinematic episode, yeah. if I remember correctly. Yeah, just to like watch them train on all these games. Right. To win tickets and then... They come up with their own plan to win something else. It's just mind blowing. It's genius. It's genius. Those kids have a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Bob reminds me of being a kid and being like, these are the things that are more important to me than anything else. Oh yeah, totally. None of it was school. Zero <laughs> percent school. Would you want to go to that school? No, that school sucks. Well, it does suck. Or does it? Mm. It does suck. Kind of sucks. But they do have a musical. Is that on your list? No. They they did do two musicals, and one of them was Work. No. 
die, work hard, or die trying girl. Oh, my God. There's a mix between working girl and die, die hard, hard the musical. Yeah, because um, Gene's ex-girlfriend mm-hmm. wanted to do working girl. Yeah. And Gene wanted to do a die hard musical. Yep. And he does it, like, in the basement. By himself. And he gets people to go and watch it in the boiler room. Because it's weird. <laughs> Linda walks in, she's like, did Louise charge you $5 to get in here? Bob's like, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, all right. I love how like conniving Louise is, just coming up with schemes and shit. Really, a schemer, a grifter. Yeah. Even. And it's it's wild like what she can pull over her parents. And when Bob is like, no, nah, I know what your shit is. Give, give it up. Uh, Steve. What's your number four? I'm going to check my list. Daryl. His name was Daryl. Okay. This one is from season two, episode two, kind of an older episode, Bob Day Afternoon. Okay. Okay. Oh, Mm. I know this one. So Bob tries to get a loan from the bank. So he goes over the bank. The bank guy's like, you have no money and your credit's so bad that we have a joke about it. And Bob's like, oh, okay. You didn't have to be mean. He leaves. Someone robs the bank, and it turns into a hostage situation, like Dog Day <laughs> Afternoon. That's that's the joke. Uh, so there's a, it, all the cops. I can't remember the the detective, the sergeant Mahuski or whatever. Yeah, they all move into Bob's Burgers because the bank's across the street, and they want to survey it. So they're drinking Bob's coffee, and they're not ordering any food. And Bob's like super mad about how he's not making money off this. So they get in touch with the hostage, the the burger or whatever, the bank robber, and he's like, I want pizza. And Bob's like, no, burgers, get burgers. He, he keeps saying, like, burgers. So get burgers. We got burgers. Burgers. You're in a burger place. So Jimmy Pesto has to bring over pizzas. And on live TV, this uh, bank robber immediately endears himself with Bob. By shoot- Bosco, Sergeant Bosco. Bosco. That's right, Sergeant Bosco. And Mickey's the um, Mickey's the robber. Yeah, uh, played by Bill Hader, if I remember correctly. And Gary Cole. Uh, yeah, Gary Cole, or is playing uh, Sergeant Bosco. That's Gary Cole. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so the the bank robber shoots Jimmy Pesto's pizzas, and they end up eventually ordering burgers. And he Bob takes the order, and the, he's like, "Yeah, we have our charred to a crisp burger." Oh, and he's like, oh, what's that? Mickey's like, what's that? He goes, it's it's got Swiss chard on. He goes, oh, you're a funny guy, Bob. You can bring those burgers over. So Bob brings the burgers over, but then the cops start shooting, trying to kill Mickey, and Bob ends up in the hostage situation. But turns out Mickey's a pretty cool guy and a yeah. terrible bank robber. And um, he drops the burgers. Drops the burgers. And the Speedo guy's like, all right, fast food. Fuck that Speedo guy on the roller skates. Yeah. It's such a boardwalk town thing. It really is. Like Parrot Guy. Who's, who the fuck is Parrot Guy? He's in one episode as Parrot yells at uh, Lou, or at, T, at Tina. Oh, yeah. I think it might be this episode, actually. So that's all well and good, but the reason I really love it is Gene, for some reason, who barely has anything to do, has some of the best lines in this episode. So the news trucks show up to the bank robbery, and Gene says, and I quote, Oh, News Channel 9. They'll finger anything with a pulse. <laughs> Bob goes, I don't think that's their slogan. <laughs> and I was like, that's okay. Okay, Gene. Gene, who is on a different level yeah. 
from his age group. Oh, my God. He also has this weird... So they use a robot to bring over the pizzas, like a bomb squad robot. Mm-hmm. And Gene's talking to the, uh, the guy operating. He's like, did you go to robot college? And then for some reason, like, I know Family Guy does this where you, you cut away to some yeah. nonsense. But that's all of their jokes. Yeah. So this was a weird take where Gene flashes to what he'd be like at robot college where he's like, Give me your keys. You're too drunk to drive. And the robot's like, I'm good. I only have to drive 1.3 miles. Um, and like, we're streaking, guys. We're, are you sure you're streaking? It's just like a weird imagining of him having a great time at robot college. Mm-hmm. So moral of the story is Mickey and Bob become buddies. Uh, Mickey tries, you know, to, to cash out some money and put it in Bob's pocket to set up Bob. They end up back at Bob's. Yeah. They switch places they switch with the cops. Pl- which is crazy. The cops gas themselves on accident. Oh, was... And Mickey runs away and he gets caught. He does not get too far. He does not. Let's not forget Louise um, also interviews Mickey. Yeah, she's interviewing him for a paper at school about someone she admires. Yeah. So she's talking to him on the phone. She's like, hey, I just have a couple of questions. Boss goes like, give us the phone back. And Louis is like, that's my daddy! My daddy's on the phone! So anyway, I uh, what is your motivation and, for this? And dude, then, then like later on, there's like, you know how like every show is like splits into like different cubes? Yeah. Like everyone's on the phone. Yeah. Like Gene, Linda, <laughs> Tina, oh they, my they God. Even go, how many extensions do they have? And, and Tina shows up, five. <laughs> <laughs> we have five. Oh, so good. It's delightful. That's a good episode. It's a great episode. And it all ends. Mickey calls him from jail a few weeks later, and he's like, hey, how'd Louise do on that paper? And Bob goes, oh, I don't know. And he goes, Louise, he wants to know how you did on the paper. And Louise goes, oh, I didn't even turn it in. And Bob goes, oh, she got an A. All right. <laughs> and Mickey's like, hey, guys, we got an A. Got and him a, and everyone guys. in jail. And they're all cheering. cheering. Oh, so good. It was good. It's a great episode. It has a good time. It's got a fun Bill Hader gets to show up and play. I don't remember if Mickey ever comes back. No, he comes back a couple Does times. He? Yeah. Okay. Because I'm like, that's a good character. There's, there's one where he's working at the wharf. And the kids try to sell like this amber. <gasps> that's right. That's the green. same guy. Yeah. It's like dolphin poop or something. It's uh, yeah, ambergris. Yeah, which is a uh, whale vomit, which is like gold. Yeah, yeah, it's it's worth more than gold because it's what they make perfume out of. Yeah, I don't know if they still do or not. I don't know. I have no idea. We gotta go to break. All right, I go to break. Let's go to break. Let's get some burgers, Bob. Bob Burgers. We're back, counting down your top five Bob's Burgers episodes, episodes everyone loves, episodes that Steve just just can't get enough of. Can't get enough. No, I can't. Steve, Steve. Mm-hmm. What's your? Um, I was just wondering if um, what's your number three? My number three, Ear Say Rider, season three, episode one. Okay, I don't remember this at all. This is where we meet um, Louise's like arch nemesis Logan, who steals her bunny ears. Oh <gasps> yes, this was like a traumatic episode. Oh, it was traumatic for me, for Louise, mostly for me. 
So the episode starts out with the kids walking to go hang out like at this like playground stoop area, but the older kids are there, and Louise and Logan kind of get into it. Mm-hmm. So eventually, she, he steals her bunny ears, and shit goes to hell. And he's like an older kid, right? Yeah, he's yeah. like in high school, I think. I think so. And you see Louise at the dinner table with the hood on, and Linda's like, no, I think it's Bob. Bob's like, Louise, you're not wearing your ears. And he's, she's like, no, I'm not. He's like, Linda's like, oh, are you trying something new, dear? Yes, yes, I am. And she, throughout the episode, she tries to get it back. She even goes to Logan's parents to rat yeah. on him, but he tells her that she he threw him out, which he didn't. But he's been getting like, luck. It's like his lucky bunny ears. Yeah, yeah. He got with some girl, got a on his test or something, and there's even a part of the episode where Mister Fran is like makes a breakthrough with her. He's like, and he gets all giddy. He's like, oh my god, I get to help you. <laughs> Mr. Fron loves to do his job, but mostly he's just taken advantage of by children. And also, um, at the restaurant, um, you know, after a funeral, you go someplace to eat. Yeah. So Mort's having a biker. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Funeral because yeah. he shows up the, wearing the like, one-eyed snakes. Or yeah, something? the one-eyed snakes. He shows up wearing like these skinny jeans or something, <laughs> or a vest or something. And uh, you got Critter, who's like the leader of the one-eyed snakes, and. I forget her name. It's like Skidmark or something. Uh, Mudflap. Mudflap. Is like his old lady, and she's pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she is. The beginning. <laughs> In the beginning. And um, they're always at Bob's place, and they're drinking beer. Yeah, it's like one of those times where suddenly Bob serves beer. Yeah. It's it's very weird. Like, he has a tap shows up out of nowhere, and mm-hmm. he'll, like, fill it. Oh, they because well, they just got the tap. That's what it in is. In this episode. And... That's all they're drinking is beer. I don't think they. I don't think they ordered food. Nah, uh, I don't know. I don't remember if they ordered food, but like before they leave, um, Critter's like, "I'm gonna put this card in your window, so that they know no one to mess with you." Yeah. So he puts it in there, and Louise uses the card with the one eye snakes to get yeah. her bunny ears back. That's right. Now and they I scare the crap out of Logan. It's weird. Bob makes a lot of really great allies and friends, and I think part of the charm of Bob and Linda is that they really do, they have wars with some characters, mm-hmm. but the real weirdos are, like, right at home with them. Like Marshmallow. Do you, I don't oh, know if you the Cabbie episode. Yeah, no, I don't have the episode, that's a good one. It's, it's like Bob's drawing a... Yeah. yeah, like Marshmallow's, hey, baby. And he, he comes home, he's like, I think I'm a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bob. So wholesome. So wholesome. So, Good um, guy. So Louise finally gets her ears back, and Logan's parents and Logan show up to the restaurant. And I forget what exactly happens, but they wreck, like, Critter's vest, who was, like, the old, like, leader's vest or something. Yeah, it was, like, falling apart, and they somehow tear they what's tear left it. of it. And Mudflap gives birth to the child, which actually is Critter's baby. Right. And um, a oh, horny Dave, <laughs> horny Dave was the old former leader of the uh, the One Eye Snakes. That makes sense. And um, aptly named. And you find out he was shooting blanks. Oh no, yeah. horny Dave. Horny Dave was shooting blanks, and it was Critter's child, which they name Sycar. Oh, that's actually cute. It's a. 
adorable. It's very and cool. like um, Logan's uh, mother Cynthia helps gives birth and everything because she's a doctor and oh, they man. cut the umbilical cord <laughs> and they give birth right in the restaurant. <laughs> it's just funny. It's just it's so good. It's really good. You get like a Sons of Anarchy vibe there, and oh, it's, it's, it's it warms just, my heart. It's just one of those moments where you're like, you know what brings everyone together? Bob's fucking burgers. Oh, it does, and just unnecessary violence. You think the food at Bob's is good? I, I I think so. I would love to try some of those burgers of the day. Like, the burgers of the day look great, but I'm always like, what? why don't more people eat at Bob's? And people make Bob's out to be like, like oh, at Bob's Burgers. Like, it's kind of gross. Yeah. So my question is, I'm like, maybe it's just the weirdness that keeps them away. Like, you know... Gene and Tina and Louise hiding they, slime in each other's shoes dude, and they stuff do, um, as pranks. Like a brunch episode. You watch? Is that on your list? Oh, shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Okay, how about how about, shut up, okay. about brunch? Okay, uh, uh, I don't know what else. Oh, the yeah. sweet potatoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that on your list? No. Okay, no, good. No. So the sweet potato. Bob freaks out because they don't have sweet potato fries because it's a new hip thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he just like loses it. He loses his shit. Bob's very serious about the food. He is. He is. You should flip me over, Bob. Okay, Mr. Burke. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you get the one where he's got the yips? Uh, Steve, last thoughts on uh on 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 that episode? Are you all? Are you all? Are you, I'm good. You, wanna, you ready to move yeah, on? Yeah, let's move on. All right, let's move on. Uh, my next one, I I don't remember the season. It was uh the first episode of a certain season, but I think it ran as a special. It's the fan art version of Brunch Squatch. Oh, that was a good episode. So what? It's a it's a remake of an older episode called Brunch Squatch, mm-hmm. but in this one they took all the submitted fan art and animated different scenes in the style of the different fan art. So sometimes you get Bob with a big head, or they're all anime characters. Or you've got them like super cute little pop figure kind of guys, mm-hmm. or some a couple of them they were like more of a Ren and Stimpy like horrifyingly oh, accurate yeah. kind of look. But they did the whole episode as, as different types of fan art, which is fun. What's also fun is it's a great episode. Oh, it's so good. So I think Jimmy Pesto started serving brunch. <laughs> yeah, he just started serving brunch. <laughs> so Bob gets the idea to serve brunch because he wants to make breakfast foods. And they end up, you know, they do the mimosas and the whole thing. So they open up for brunch, and Linda meets um, the the uh, who's the brunch? It's this guy who he's a blogger and he reviews brunches all over town. Yeah, I can't remember his name. No, he had a very. Is it uh, Greg? Uh, it might be Greg, but or he Dalton. Was, he was calling himself uh, Dame Judy Brunch. Oh yes, it was his blogger name, and I'll never forget that as long as I live. But he kind of. Gives Linda the idea of how brunch works, and he's like, "These, these are the best French toasts I've ever had." And he loves everything they make, but then things start to go wrong, and they're really moving a lot of mimosas, and and they're not, or- no one's ordering food until they realize they have <laughs> unlimited mimosas. They have unlimited mimosas and no food requirement, so they just end up with a lot of really drunk people in the middle of the bar. I think they, he called them. Uh, Brunch squatters, brunch squatters. Well, Gene got the br- uh, 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 the Sasquatch mask with the burger costume. I can't remember beef what he calls it. Beef squatch. He got that, but then they added bacon and eggs to it, so he's brunch squatch, which I think works better. Brunch. It does work. That does work. Better. It does work better. Brunch skunks. They're brunch skunks. 
Brunch skunks? Brunch skunks. Okay. I was thinking raccoon, and I'm like, that can't be right. The brunch gunch skunks. Oh, that's hard. Brunch skunks. Say it with me, Steve. Brunch skunks. Brunch skunks. Give it a bop. Brunch skunks. Right, so it's written clear as day. Brunch no skunks. scatting. It's just right there on the wall. Was... Um, So, I'm going to move that over here so you can see it better. <laughs> So, yeah, every, there's all these people getting drunk and puking in their own purses oh. and stuff. They're disgusting, and they're making a mess. And, and Bob and Lynn are like, we fucked up. We got to do something. And Bob's like, all right, I'm going to change the sign to say you have to order food. Then we'll close up. Tina, Jean, Louise, you start cleaning up. And Linda, I'm sorry, but you got to start handing out checks. And Linda's like... Okay. Oh, Bobby! The first one she goes, to, Linda, whose voice is a man. <laughs> it's so Tina's. Yeah, it's so Tina's. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, Linda's the guy who did the New Jersey mom videos on YouTube way oh, back really? in the day. Where he's like, oh, look at the tree. Isn't the tree nice? Look at it. Oh, it's Bobby. It's that guy. Oh, Bobby, look at the tree. Same person. Okay. <laughs> now I wonder, maybe they are in New Jersey. Like a Jersey Shore? Yeah. I mean, they got a pier. Atlantic hmm. City. Um, yeah, like in Atlantic City, Jersey Shore, Coney Island kind of thing. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Um, <laughs> shitty landlord. Maybe it's New Jersey. Could be here. Could, could be, be anywhere. Here. It could be anywhere. So, yeah, they end up uh, handing out checks and everything goes to shit. They eventually get it cleaned up. And then uh, the stinger at the end of the episode <laughs> is Dame Judy Brunch uh, comes to Bob's and gets... They make food for... Uh, Bob just makes it, like, in the house. Makes some brunch. Oh, yeah. Which is nice. Um, I think the B story is they're trying to get a... Oh, the B story is the kids are trying to get money for a dog. And Mr. Fishoder's looking for his brother. Felix. Felix. And Felix is hiding at Bob's. Yeah. The kids are trying to hide Felix from his brother so that Felix will give him like $200 to get a dog. So one of the lines he says to Bob, Mr. Fishoder, is like, Bob, I'm going to go check your basement for leaks, Felix's, and things. <laughs> yeah, it's... <laughs> And it turns out Felix was in the brunch squatch costume all along. Yeah. Ooh. And Gene was still naked in the basement for no reason. Yes, yes he was. Yes he was. Well, that's Gene. Yeah, that's uh that's brunch squatch. Might have been just an excuse for me to say brunch squatch. Brunch skunks. That's a good freaking episode. When I re- I remember like watching for the first time, like what is happening here? It just kept changing, and like I love it. And the theme song, even if you just if you guys Google the alternative theme song where they run through all the different fan arts throughout the theme song, it's delightful. Yeah. Like some of them are claymation, and some of them are like a, a painting. It's very I very. I wonder how cool. long it took them to do that episode. Well, I'm betting most of the stuff that looks like it's hand-drawn is actually computer-drawn. Probably. So it's probably more just deciding where to go with which. The only thing that really freaked me out in that is they're in the kitchen. Bob's talking to Mr. Fish Odor. And through the window, Linda looks in to say something to Bob. But it's not the same art style, Linda, as oh, everyone right. else. Yeah. It was the next art style coming up. I was like, God, big-headed Linda. Oh, they're all big-headed. Didn't okay, they we're do good. Uh, like a yarn Yep, there was a yarn yeah. one where they're all little dolls. Yeah, it was fucking adorable. That, that was that was awesome. Oh my god, that was a good episode. But I love that kind of fan service. Yeah, yeah. And then at the end, they showed all the sketches people sent in. Yeah, all they did the credits. That's a very good one. Very good episodes. Steve, it's your uh, number two. Yes, number two. I think there too. Okay, number two is broadcast Wagstaff School News. Okay, hit me. I feel like we should be playing the pop music for that one. No, no, 
nerd. I'm joking. It's not gonna be a pop five takeover. Don't okay. worry about it. I'm like I I don't know what to do with that. So <laughs> Tina goes to audition for the school news on the closed caption television and everything, and she's got her nice green like vest. Yeah. And you know how green and green and green in front of a green screen doesn't work. It's just a floating head. Yep. Which is hilarious. And, and she loses she loses out to her arch nemesis Tammy. Oh, Tammy. Um Zeke covers sports. Uh Andy and Ollie are like the on-field news reporters mm-hmm. and Tina somehow becomes the intern of oh, the school that's news. A, that's that's sad. It's like the bench warmer. It's like the towel boy. Pretty much. So, um, you know, throughout the episode, uh, you know, they do their news and stuff, and Tina's talking to the Russian janitor. Yep. Who I guess was like a royalty or something back in his homeland. He was something. Was uh, he like a prince or a king or he something? He was probably trying to escape the Russian Revolution. Probably, but it's not old got, enough. But, but you know. he, he starts telling her about this poop mm-hmm. that he okay. found. Okay. And somebody just pooped in the hallway. Oh, shit. I remember this episode. And Tina's like, oh, man, there's a mad pooper. So he's telling, she's telling, you know, her parents. And yeah. Linda's like, you could call him the butler. You get it? The butler. butler. Uh, can you? Why not? I suppose. The butler. You poop out your butt? Okay. Okay. Oh, I, I'm seeing now. I'm seeing it now. Is, I'm picking up what you're putting But down. also, okay, but so to tie in the B story we see a picture of young Bob, who Gene looks like, mm-hmm. you know, genetics and all that. Yeah, and yeah. Gene's like, I'm going to look like that when I'm older. <laughs> Which is kind of sad. It's kind of sad. I mean, Bob's so, balding and he has a hairy arm. So Louise is helping Gene to accept it more. Right. So she starts cutting his hair. <laughs> And he's like, he's like, show me, show me. He's got like a mustache. He's got the right bald spot up here, and his arm hair even looks sad. And she even quotes like, "I don't know how I did to get that arm hair look so sad." And Bob walks <laughs> in, and he's like, "Oh my god!" He's, and Gene's like, "It's like looking in a mirror." <laughs> and Bob's like, "Gene, take that off." And he and Gene's like, "Lynn, come in here." And he's like, don't you call your mother Lynn. And she's like, oh, trail-sized Bob. Trail-sized Bob. Then Tina walks in. She's confused. She's like, oh, I don't know what to do. It's confusing. And Bob's like, no, it's not. That's not what's that. So also later on in the episode. No, it's not. One of them is six feet tall and one of them is is nine. Yeah, it's like nine. Um, Teddy's telling Bob one of his crazy stories. And Bob's like, is this going to take long? He's like, kind of. And he calls Gene. Gene, stand behind the counter. Yeah. <laughs> he replaces himself with little Bob. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting, Teddy. <laughs> of course, Teddy's like, I'll just keep talking. I just want so, to talk about it. So, anyway, back to the A storyline. Um, Tina starts up her own pirate underground news channel. <laughs> at school? At school. All right. And tries to find out who the mad pooper slash butler is. The butler. And we find out it was Zeke all along. My God. First, it was an accident. Then it was on purpose. Then two more accidents. Then on purpose again. <laughs> That's how serial killers work. So during like this assembly, he's up on the rafters. Mm-hmm. And he squats down. And he does a poop from the rafters. My God. And Louise pushes Tammy. No. Oh, yeah. No. Into the young coming poop. 
Oh, yeah. I don't like that. That's my number two. It sure is, It Steve. sure is. Oh, my gosh. It sure, it sure is. is. I didn't plan that way. But yeah. No, you did. Yeah, You're did. very smart. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you very much did. Oh, Jesus. Steve, I honestly, I'm going to have trouble. Steve, I, I got a question for you mm-hmm. while, while we're in between. What... What do you prefer? Do you prefer the grown-up storylines, the Bob and Linda's, or the kids' storylines? Because they both tend to be pretty wacky. Um, Probably the kids for the most part, but there's times where like the B storyline sometimes mm-hmm. outshines the A storyline. Mm-hmm. And you got to go with like the parents sometimes, too. It, it's, it's tough. It's like a good 50-50 split for me. Cause like I remember, there's like a Goonies episode where the kids oh. all try to explore the taffy factory looking for the gold. Yeah, but the B story is Bob and Linda having sex, <laughs> and they have they got sex dice. But every time they roll them, they say stupid things like "hug in a chair." Like, okay, okay, is it okay? You got the sleepover episode? No. Okay, because the. So the sleepover episodes where Gene goes sleeps over at Alex's house, but he wants to run away. Yes, I recall. But the B storyline is who's snoring the loudest between Linda and Bob. Oh, weren't they recording they each They're recording other? it. And I thought that was funnier than the kids' story. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it's like a funnier story, but it's not necessarily big enough to carry the episode. Yeah. You know? Like Bob and Linda playing with dice, and, and Linda, I think Linda spiked his drink with Viagra. I think. So oh, I remember yeah, cause, him because he had a boner. The he whole had a boner. Time. And he's like, it won't go away. It won't go away. Why are you holding that taffy doll so close? I can't put it down. <laughs> well, there's one where um, it's like Mother's Day or whatever. Yes. Is this on your list? No. And Linda like locks her keys out, like locks her keys in the car, and she's got like walk home. Yeah. There's like there's no really like B story. It's just a family mm-hmm. just searching for Linda. Well, I guess there's kind of, if they're all together, there usually won't be one like them getting chased around by the truck. That's, that's, the, that's one story. There's not yeah. like a Teddy. Yeah. Side story. Not, yeah. Yeah. We don't flash back well, to see this, what Mort's doing. And this doing. isn't really like, yeah, Linda's by herself, but they're still like looking for, I don't, I guess that's an A and B story. I guess. Yeah, I guess. All right, I guess the best example is the one you just said, the yeah. Christmas episode where we're being tra- chased yeah, by the truck. That's a one. Or um, I think maybe the Thanksgiving episode where Bob keeps putting the turkey in the toilet. Oh, that's a good one. What about the other Thanksgiving? Um, the one where Bob gets the turkey but the oven's broken. Oh, yo, the I think that's this year's. That was this year's. That was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, there's not really like a B storyline there. Yeah, I can't So most of, of the holiday episodes yeah are just a yeah stories. yeah because there's like the nice capades yes was oh with uh mr fish odor and um felix yeah but like the kids did something to piss off the mall santa claus yes yeah and that's pretty much just like an a story there's not yeah, like there's a not B, like a B. L- not that i can remember not that i can remember it's probably something like yeah like bob wants to buy new pants or some shit um what do you prefer Oh, man, I you know it's weird because I was always like, yeah, I like the stuff the kids are getting up to, but now as I get older, I'm like, yeah, you're right, Bob. Going outdoors is hard. <laughs> like, oh. like Bob and Linda go to a party, and Bob's like, okay, but I'm gonna complain about it the whole time, and I'm like, yep, that's that's right. Yeah, that's pretty much. It, it's like, Bob, you gotta go to this thing, okay? But I'm wearing my comfy pants. Aren't you always wearing your comfy pants? Yes, <laughs> yes, Linda. Yes. yes. Steve, my number two. 
And honestly, I didn't plan this, and I wanted it to go a little bit longer before I realized that this is my number two. Uh, my my number sorry I saw someone that said season two and I got freaked out my number two is season six episode 19 called glued where's my bob <laughs> or as I like to call it stuck in the bathroom oh my god so the kids are running a little game amongst each other called where a prank war where they're getting gooped where they put like guacamole in someone's shoe and then they put it on like ah, I got gooped or Gene answers the phone and there's toothpaste on the phone. He's like, ah, I got gooped. Mm-hmm. So Louise attempts to goop Gene for his afternoon poop, but accidentally goops Bob. So Bob goes into the bathroom, sits down into goop. But the goop is some something uh, uh, Louise found in the basement that Teddy left there. And it's like it's super like, yeah. extra glue that Teddy invented. So Bob is now glued to the toilet. There's a previous episode where I think Mr. Fish Odor fixes their bathroom. Felix does. Felix does. So it's very modern. It's all dark and the toilet doesn't have a seat. You can't figure out which is the sink and which is the toilet because they're both like these black cylinders. You know, I thought of that. uh, I was actually in a bathroom recently in like a very old, old bar from like 1850. Was it the pink? It was not the pink. No. I'm peeing the fucking bar before I go in there. Mm -hmm. That's not true. I always go in there. Yeah. Just as long as no one offers me cocaine or cock. Uh, Oh, Jesus. Both have happened. Uh, And I said no to one of them. Now, uh, I hope you said no to both of those. I did say no to both of those. Okay, good. That's the joke. I get worried. No, it's okay, Steve. No, I said said no. I worry about you. I appreciate that. I appreciate it. Don't look. Stop! Stop looking! Stop! I worry. Stop looking! Me and Alex worry about you. <laughs> don't don't bring him into this. I haven't decided if he's going to be in this season. I'm mad at him. You mad at our? I'm mad at the intern and also the human being, Alex Jones. We could. Oh, you know what? Hmm. Real quick. Yeah, yeah. Why don't we hire someone new? We should hire someone new. You know Randy from um, Seal MSNBC. Sure. From um. Bojack Horseman, who's always screwing up the... Yeah. Was Damn it, Randy. Let's hire Randy. He needs a job. That's so inside baseball. Um, I'm surprised we're not doing a Bojack Horseman episode right now. Fuck. There's always time. There's always time. Always next season. All right. Uh, so, <laughs> so, I mean, Bob's stuck and he's glued to the bathroom. Yeah. Yes. And this wouldn't be that bad, except Coasters Magazine is sending someone to write an article about Bob. And Coasters Magazine is like... Uh, a magazine that covers diners. It's kind of like if you're ever in a pizza store, they have a pizza magazine yeah. about pizza. They get it for free. It's a weird thing, but like every pizzeria gets pizza magazine. Isn't it um, Bob's famous chef sending the magazine? Yeah, okay. yeah. so it was Kumail Nanjiani <laughs> yeah. sending them, and, and he's like, Bob, they're supposed to send the nice guy, but turns out they're sending the mean guy. Bob's like, can they come back tomorrow? I can wait for the nice guy. It would be great if I if it wasn't today because he's glued to the fucking toilet. Yeah. He's like, no, no, no. He has to be there today. <laughs> it's the only day they can do it, and they're taking pictures. So, fucking, so of course, Teddy runs, leaves a therapy session to help Bob. <laughs> they can't get him unstuck. They do everything, nail polish remover. Dr. Yao comes over, or Dr. Yip. Yan? Yep. Yao. Yao. The, the, the dentist, right? The dentist. Yeah, the team's got like a Dr. Crunch. Yap. Whatever. It's something insane. Yeah. It's Ken Jeong. Yeah. Yeah. So the dentist comes over and he's like, hmm, I could use the special, you know, glue that would, 
you know, or the special, you know, adhesive that would, you know, take away the glue and it wouldn't hurt you. Bob's like, great, that's great. He goes, yeah, but I don't have any. <laughs> like, God damn it. So the whole thing, the, unfortunately, Jimmy Pesto finds out. Oh, of course he does. He calls the news. He calls the neighbors. He starts selling T-shirts. Say, Bob is an idiot and stuck <laughs> on the toilet. The whole town is at Bob's. Bob is now, they broke down the door and there's just a curtain between Bob and the rest of the world. <laughs> and they try pulling him off and it doesn't work. The curtain opens and everyone's in there. And, and fortunately, it's a cartoon, so they can't show like Bob's Yeah, junk. thank God. But he has his apron on, which is covering his business. And it's everyone. Bob's like, why is everyone here? What is it, Teddy? Mort? Oh, hey, Marshmallow. Marshmallow's like a nine foot tall black transvestite. And just, hey, Bob. <laughs> hey, babe. What's going on? Hey, baby. I love Marshmallow. Oh, hey, Marshmallow. Bob's always so happy to see him. Too. I, just, oh, hey, Marshmallow. Hey, hey, baby. Marshmallow's the best. One of the best characters. <laughs> it just shows up at the party. It's like I stuff. said, they have some of the best supporting side characters ever. Bob just attracts good people. He does, yeah. So they can't get him off. Coasters Magazine is there. They take a picture of him on the toilet, and Bob's losing his mind. But the reason I like this is before the magazine gets there, there's a song. Because there's a lot there's of songs. A, yeah, there's a Bob. lot of singing. And I can't believe I've gotten this far without it. But, you know, actually, let's let's play a little bit of that right now, shall we? Okay. Oh, yeah, that's the stuff. So, so, bad stuff happens in the bathroom. Uh, that's the jam. So, um, it's kind of a duet between Bob and Tina. Even, or Bob and, fuck! Louise. Bob and Louise. Louise looks like a Tina. That's I the know. problem. And Tina looks like a Louise. Bob and Louise about how Bob's just, it's going to be fine. It's going to be okay. And Louise is thinking, is singing kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. But they're apart from each other because Bob's trapped in the bathroom on the toilet. <laughs> and eventually, he manages the strength to lift himself off and probably tear all of his ass hair and skin. Yeah. <laughs> and then he just is jelly. Like, the whole town cheers when he makes it out. And he just kind of like sinks to his knees like a pins and needles. Oh, no. It's sitting too long. Oh, yeah, yeah. His like, legs are like an af- atrophy or whatever. Yeah. 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 And then the, the Coasters Magazine, flash forward a couple months, Coasters Magazine, Mailman has a great line. He comes and he goes, hey, Bob, you want any of this stuff? And Bob's like, my mail? Yeah. <laughs> I should use that. <laughs> you want any of this stuff? Uh, I'm gonna. So, <laughs> mailman Mike, mailman Mike. So yeah, and and Coasters Magazine actually writes kind of a thing about we don't understand why, but for some reason the whole town rallied around Bob's Burgers. Also, his ass got stuck to the toilet, and it was very funny. And they kind of roast him a little, a little bit. And it's a great episode. Yeah, it's pretty. It's a really good. That's a really good episode. That's amazing I can't believe episode. I don't. I didn't use that on my list. Steve, can I be honest with huh. you? That was my number one, but I wanted to theme it because it involved number two. <laughs> so I love it. That's my number two episode. I love it. Steve, it's time for a break. It is time for a break. Let's hit a break, and when we come back, we'll have your number one Bob's Burgers episode. Stay tuned. Back. It's the moment you guys have been waiting for. It's your number one episode of Bob's Burgers. We've counted it down. We've gone all over. We've had lots of fun here in Bob's. Steve, 
Close this up here, buddy. What do you got? What's your number one? My number one is from season three, episode two, full bars, candy bars. Okay. So it's a Halloween-themed episode, and the kids decide that they don't need Bob to go trick-or-treating with them, and they head off to, I believe, King's Head Island? Yeah. Oh, where the rich people live. Where the rich people live. So it's like, um, what the hell is that place where the Kennedys are from? Martha's Vineyard type? Martha's Vineyard. So it's like, like, like or like, um, yeah. 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 So it's like Martha's Vineyard. They have to take like a ferry over there, which is kind of cool. That is cool. Cause it's weird. They're, they're like an island town kind of. Yeah. And, uh, um, Louise is dressed up as like Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gene is dressed up as like, a Queen Latifah type character. He was a specific Queen Latifah. Yeah, I can't remember what. But I can't remember what. It was a pun. And um, Tina was like a, a mummy mommy. Yes, because she had a baby doll and was wrapped in toilet yeah, paper. Yeah, and Bob's like, you got to wrap that toilet paper back up for the <laughs> restaurant tomorrow. She's like, okay. <laughs> and um, they go over there and they meet these two kids that live on Kingshead Island called um, Milo and Ned. Okay. And they freak out because they're getting full candy bars compared to what they were getting. Full bars. Steve, do you remember how big of a deal it was to get a full bar? It was a big freaking deal when we were kids. insane. I think it maybe happened to me once. It happened to me a couple times. Yeah? Yeah. Still talking about full bars? Yeah. Okay. What do you think I was talking about? What? What? Anyway. Uh, So, um, as the kids are trick-or-treating... Bob and Linda go to a Halloween party at Teddy's place. <gasps> yes, I remember this episode. And it's like an orange and black themed party. Right. And he um he painted his guinea pig orange and black to look like a tiger. Like yeah. he looked like a tiger. Yep. And he's kind of upset that Bob didn't wear a costume. Right. Bob wore his lazy pants. Well, yeah, but Linda dressed up as like a mermaid. Right. And Bob gets like one of those sumo that's oh, right. He's assigned a costume. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he could have been something else. I forget which which what it was. <sighs> but you find out that Teddy's guinea pig got murdered at the party, and, and it t- becomes a murder mystery. Yeah. Like, yes. Oh my god. And Teddy's like, "No one can leave until we solve this." So, and then Linda knows like this orange and black smudge on Bob's back. Oh, that's right. And he realizes he may have killed it when he was putting on the suit. Right. Because the guinea pig kind of like wormed its way underneath there. Yep. He squashed it. Oh, my God. And then you find out that it may have been the paint. Yeah, because he just spray painted a guinea pig. Yeah, and probably suffocated it. Yeah. So you can't. Kids, don't do that. Kids, don't don't paint your animals. So as that's going on, the kids are, you know, still on Kingshead Island. And it's coming around to the time of Hell Hunt. Yes. It's when the older kids hunt the younger kids and throw um, balloons full of piss. Yep. Which is disgusting. Ugh. Yes, it is. And, um, oh, what the heck is this? What's, where is the older kid's name? Ted, no, I don't know. Amanda, no, I don't. Whatever. The older kid, um, we'll call him Francis. I don't know. Looks like a Francis. Yeah. Um, he takes a, the kids hostage, like in a tennis court and he's gonna like him and his buddies go like 
execution style yeah. firing squad. These kids with balloons. It's, it's like disturbing. Right. But the Belcher kids take a phone that belongs to Amanda in Texas. And he texts. She texts the uh, older kids like, hey, we're going skinny dipping in so-and-so's pool. Right. And, of course, they're like teenage boys. Like, oh, girl. Girls. Oh, and girl. They're, se- they're seniors and all that. Oh. So and they you know they take their um you know take all their pants off and get they get naked and everything. Tina's very excited about. This. She's super excited for bus. Uh, and they put something in the one kid's underwear like hot sauce. Yes. Yeah. Someone gave out hot sauce packets. Yeah. Instead and, of candy. And the kid and the older kids chase the younger kids and they they pull their pants. It's like oh my god my dick's on fire. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Something like that. Okay. <laughs> what would you want me scat again? No. Okay. No. And um. They get they get back at the older kids because they throw the balloons filled with piss at them, and they're like, the hell hunters become the hunted or something. The, the hell hunters become the hell, hell hunted. hunted. And it was pretty, dude, it was pretty like diabolical what they did. And That's a great Halloween episode. That's I, I forgot f- how good Bob's Halloween episodes are. The Halloween and the Thanksgiving episodes are probably by far oh, the yeah, best. They kill it. They kill it. Are by far the best because there's no good Thanksgiving movies. No. Suck it, Charlie Brown. Damn. Suck it. That's harsh. He deserves it. He does deserve it. My bald cancer, sad boy. So technically, that's my number one. That was a short telling of my number one. Yeah, but, but we, we hit all the highlights, man. Yeah. It's, you know, the only other Halloween episode I can really think of that might stand up to that one is, uh, do you remember when, it was it was the B story. I can't remember what the A story was. But Teddy gets in a, comp- a decorating competition decorating Bob's place against the place next door, and he ends up making an animatronic spider with chainsaw arms. Yeah, and machetes. Yeah. That one was good. Did you see the one where they think there's, like, a wolf? No. I don't remember that one. I do not recall. And and Bob's all, like, hopped up on, like, pain meds because of his back, and he thinks Teddy's a werewolf, and he handcuffs Teddy to, like, the uh, coffee table. No, I'm like you gotta watch that one. That that one was really good. Well, you know what you gotta watch my number one. What's your number one, Steve? My number one is another musical episode. Oh boy! So my number one is season three, episode sixteen, Topsy. So our inciting incident here is it's the school science fair and louise oh my god gets yes. you know out of the closet dusts off the same volcano she turns in every year the same paper mache volcano gets the school there's a new science teacher who will not allow volcanoes and this guy is literally dressed like thomas edison he's obsessed with thomas edison and he stomps louise's volcano into the ground he goes i'm going to sign you a project you have to do thomas edison so the kids go to the library which they hate and uh, you know the librarians, Billy Eichner, like <laughs> Billy on the street. Yeah, I never noticed that. But he goes, check out something called Topsy. They're like in a book. He goes, no, on the internet, stupid. Books are stupid. <laughs> we thought you said books are cool. No, books are, are stupid. stupid. He's the librarian. He's he's also the um, the like the administration person for the TV show, the the broadcast episode too. Is he? Yeah. I'm check on that. So. They end up looking up what is an actual real event, which is Thomas Edison was attempting to prove that direct current was safer than alternating current. So he had a patent on direct current. Yeah. We use alternating current now. Direct current's crap. But 
Tesla used alternating and whatever. So Thomas Edison executed an elephant named Topsy using direct current in front of a whole bunch of people. He electrocuted an elephant to death yeah. to prove that Oh no! To prove that alternating current was dangerous. So yeah, to like prove his point or something. Right. Yeah. And I mean, you could electrocute him with anything. It's fucking electrocuting an elephant. So Gene ends up writing a like musical song about Thomas Edison being in love with the elephant, but he can't sing, and neither can Tina, which I'm correct in saying this time. Yeah. So they get Mr. Fishoder and Gail, Aunt Gail, to to dub over and sing live behind them. Meanwhile, Louise has rigged up a Tesla coil to like make it look like they murdered the elephant, who is played by <laughs> Tina, and Gene is Thomas Edison, and they end up having this whole song and dance and the song is electric love and it's amazing it's my favorite song from bob's burgers and did we talk about this on air or off air there's this thing called bob's buskers we did talk about this off air yeah so they famous musicians and bands will cover bob's burger songs and uh and and make them cool and they put up music videos for them and they'll Bob's Burgerify. So Electric Love is covered by uh, Stephen Merritt mm-hmm. uh, from, no, Stephen Merchant. No, Stephen Merritt. The one that's not in Tall Englishman, but is instead the lead singer of the Magnetic Fields. And he has this awful voice, so he's just like, Electric Love. Actually, Steve, I want you to hear this, so I'm going to... I'm going to do this quick and dirty instead of editing and layer. Should I, and, should I do some scat? Like, yeah, you should do some sc- uh, commercial. We don't listen to commercials. Oh, it's for a product I already bought this month. Is it at least a mattress? Yes, it was. No, it was not. Not a sponsor. Stephen Merritt. I was right the first time. So, yeah. So they'll do these in other bands like The National will do mm-hmm. them or Sleater Kinney. Yeah. Like. They'll say. It's a duet. That one's not Stephen Merchant. Hang on, here we go. They'll say, autopsy at my autopsy, but no one will be more shocked than me. So, never noticed. Just cover your trunk and I never noticed. His electric junk. All right. <laughs> I just want to get to electric junk. That was fantastic. Oh, my God. Electric love. So uh, it, and it ends up being kind of like a dramatic thing where, uh, you know, Tina looks like she gets murdered by, you know, they've got Teddy in the basement and he has to turn on the power and so to this Tesla coil. And of course, if you stand on, you know, a plastic mat in the middle, the Tesla coil is perfectly safe because it'll automatically go directly to the closest metal thing. Mm-hmm. But it really looks like Tina's dead. And Bob like runs up on stage and picks her up. And she's like, holy shit. Uh, and I was like, oh my God, they killed her. Oh no, we're good. We're, we're good. good. She's yeah. fine. She's fine. The B story is Bob comes up with an idea called Spiceps. <laughs> where he attaches spice, like little spice containers, to his arms for easier access. So it makes it look like 
he has buff arms, but really they're it's, just they're spice. They're they're spice cans, and uh, and so Linda also comes up with spice rack where she attaches them to her chest and they both enter them into these children's science fair. They, they like knock over like kids like. Yeah. They like knock over another kid's thing and yeah. like, Oh, I can't believe that just happened. Well, anyway, and they both <laughs> set up their project and one of them wins, but we don't know who they just say. It says spice something. I can't read it. Spice rack. Spice ups. <laughs> That's a good one. Oh my god! Uh, and it's a great episode. It's a great that episode. Is a, that's a really good topic. It's number all, one. It's it's informative too. Yeah, really, because Edison's a piece of shit. Yeah. Um, I was actually in uh for normal reasons in Thomas Edison Elementary. It's a local school, and I was like, hey, how come this place is called Thomas Edison? That dude's from New Jersey, and the lady was like, I don't know. How come Hamilton Elementary is called Hamilton? I'm like, well, Hamilton's from New York, so. That's probably why. And she's like, oh. I'm like, oh, you don't have an answer. You don't have to challenge me. Like, I just I just wanted to know. I just wanted to know, yeah. I just wanted to know. You just like putting light bulbs on shit? Like, I don't know. Fuck Thomas Edison. Yeah, pretty much. Internet's on my side. Like, like call it Nikola Tesla Elementary. That dude was, like, hung out here. Like, he hung out and he had a lab in Niagara Falls, for God's sake. Yeah. Um, Steve, it's about that time to get going. But I want to know, do you have any... Do you have any honorable mentions? I'm going to be honest. I really don't. I don't either. Because <laughs> we kind of like talked about other episodes throughout. We did. Okay. In that case, I will turn it around. I want, who's your favorite non-immediate member of the family character? Ooh, you know who? Who? Regular size Rudy. Regular size Rudy. I love regular size Rudy. Because the other Rudy is little Rudy. No, pocket size Rudy. Pocket size Rudy. Yeah. Regular size Rudy's the one with the uh, he he's got asthma, yeah. right? And so Bob's like, like Bob <laughs> Bob asked him um, in the, the museum episode, why do they call you regular size Rudy? And he's like, you know, I'm regular size. He's like, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> but uh, okay. What about you? Uh, I'm gonna go with Marshmallow just because uh, <laughs> it's a great character that only shows up occasionally, but just. They Everyone seems happy to see Marshmallow. Yeah, they don't waste that character. No, they don't. No. And I mean, it's from kind of a problematic episode now, if you watch, where like there's a Bob's driving around a bunch of sex workers. Pretty and, much. And uh, transvestites and women of the night. And it's kind of weird, but then it's also super wholesome because everyone loves Bob. He's a safe cab driver, you know? They're like, oh, yeah, Bob's He's cool. extra money for Tina's uh, yeah. I think birthday. he ended up doing crack that night. <laughs> I did crack tonight. Probably. <laughs> I think I'm a pimp. He's gonna get butt raped. That's true. Yeah. Well, on that. <laughs> so, Steve, it's great to have you back. I'm it's great to, to have back. you in for this season. Um, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, yeah. Make sure you guys check out the Liz episode of Pop Five. Yeah, man. If you if you like Steve, he's got a show here every other week. <laughs> yeah, every other week, guys. And if you like me. Just tune into any episode. If you don't like me, it's probably He's not all, for you. Probably not for you. All three shows. I thought of that. I'm like, hmm. If you're not into me, that's a bummer. That's <laughs> a bummer. I own the microphone. <laughs> I'm sure I'll be back on later this season for some more. Oh, I'm sure, Steve. I'm sure. But always. it's always a pleasure to have you in, Steven Taylor. What do you want me to say? <laughs> I, I was going to say you stay frosty, but then I remembered that's the other show. That's the other show. And you say it. Yeah. You know what? Say it. Do you want me to say it? Yeah, you say it. Close us out, Steve.
Oh, hang on, let me get into character. Get here. in there. Oh, he's putting on a hat. He put it on backwards. All right, man. For uh, for Uptown Taylor, for Stevie Westside, you guys stay frosty.